Welcome back to another episode of NFC Rumors, the podcast. Your host today is Alec. Today we're joined by a very special guest. We have Dill. Dill is a multi-platinum recording artist from Philadelphia. Many of you might have heard his song, Jordan Belfort. And in 2019, he released the album Crypto Rich. And in 2021, he released Crypto Rich as an NFT. Dill is building some really amazing things in the music NFT space. I had the pleasure of meeting him during Art Basel here in Miami. And he was a panelist speaker talking about everything music NFT related and how it empowers artists. Uh, really interesting conversation. As always, we'll get started off with the news portion and then switch over to the interview. Jumping into the first news story of the week, this is a fun one. A young couple in India recently had a blockchain wedding. Now, what does this mean? The couple read their vows aloud and the audio recordings were then minted as NFTs by a digital priest. Following the ceremony, the couple transferred their vow NFTs to each other, which only took a few minutes. And they were then pronounced husband and wife by their digital priest and can validate their vows and their wedding on the blockchain forever. The 2022 Olympics has kicked off this week and has included NFTs. The IOC collaborated with Nway Play, an NFT marketplace that's a subsidiary of Animoca Brands to launch Olympic pin NFTs. Now, Olympic pins have existed for a long time as physical tradable pins, and these digital collectibles will commemorate the last 125 years of Olympic Games, depicting posters, emblems, and mascots. As Super Bowl 56 quickly approaches, the NFL is also hopping on the NFT bandwagon. They've already distributed commemorative NFT tokens for the two teams, so the Los Angeles Rams and the Cincinnati Bengals. And they will also be gifting every fan that attends the Super Bowl a customized NFT. These NFTs will be minted on the Polygon blockchain and can already be viewed on the NFL's official NFT website. The state of Florida will be the first U.S. state to allow the legal sale of real estate using NFTs. The company Proppy will be auctioning off NFTs that are representative of real estate transactions. The NFTs will give access to the legal documents signifying ownership, and this whole process will reduce costs and expedite the time for real estate buyers down to a few minutes by just transferring the ownership through the NFT. GameStop was in the news a lot last year as the Wall Street Bets Reddit was trading their stock and making it pretty volatile. This year, they seem to be feeding into this retail interest by branching into NFTs. They partnered with Immutable X to launch an NFT marketplace that will go live later this year. And they've also established a $100 million fund to grant creators of non-fungible content and technology. The grant program will be distributed in Immutable X's IMX token, and the grant application is already live. StockX is an online reseller with an estimated valuation of $3.8 billion. However, they're currently in court with Nike, who is suing them over licensed NFTs. StockX recently introduced the Vault, this is an application that allows sneaker resellers to buy and resell shoes without ever physically touching the goods. This is because StockX manages all the physical shoes in their warehouse and distributes ownership through NFTs and their own marketplace. Nike claims that the NFTs have murky terms of purchase and ownership and have dented the reputation and legitimacy of the Nike brand. 
And as always, we'll give an update on the Metaverse Index token. The Metaverse Index token is essentially an exchange traded fund with a collection of NFT and Metaverse related tokens. The index is currently trading at $161.25. This is up 15.7% on the week and shows a nice correction in the market after a couple of weeks in the red. We hope you enjoyed this week's news portion and now we'll transition over to the conversation with Dill. Welcome back to another episode of NFC Rumors, the podcast. Today, we have a really special guest. We have Dill. Dill is a multi-platinum recording artist from Philadelphia. Many of you may have heard his song, Jordan Belfort. And in 2019, he released the OG crypto rap album, Crypto Rich, which also released as an NFT in 2021. The album has over 2.2 million streams and tells the story of cryptocurrency, Web3, and blockchain through music. Dill, how are you doing today? Doing good, man. Thanks for having me on. Uh, always excited to talk about music, NFTs, a lot of exciting stuff going on over in that community. So been building it out for over a year now, and it's been growing really fast. Yeah, su- super excited to get into it. Um, so to begin, we always love to hear the background of everybody who's in this space. Um, I know your story is pretty unique. So do you mind walking us through what first got you in the music and then when you saw the jump to Web3 and how they could connect? Yeah, man. Well, I've always been a big fan of music since I was a kid. I mean, I got into rap really in like end of middle school, high school uh, was when I started getting more into rap with Meek Mill coming up. And I liked Rick Ross and stuff at that time. And so from there, I just always loved music and really enjoyed uh, being involved in music. And there's a video in middle school of me and Wes rapping on the playground. Uh, so it's funny. That was kind of like before anything really happened with Jordan Belford, I used to DJ with Wes in high school, actually Wes would DJ. I was like the MC. So we would do like parties and stuff like that. And then we made the Jordan Belford song just on our laptop with a blue Yeti mic, um, put it out on SoundCloud. It ended up blowing up a few years later. So that Jordan Belfort song was one of the early songs I made. And we just blew up in SoundCloud back in those early days of SoundCloud. It was one of those OG songs to blow up on the internet from independent artists. That's awesome. Um, And so looking at Crypto Rich, I know that the NFTs, uh, some of them get you lifetime tickets to your shows, exclusive merch, NFT airdrops, and a piece of the success of the album. Um, I know that there's different tiers of NFTs. Some of them are trading cards. Some of them are graphic art. So what are the different tiers and utilities of the NFTs? Yeah, so Crypto Rich is my debut album. A few years after touring and performing with Jordan Belfort's song, I really got into the crypto space through Ethereum and Bitcoin. And so I've been in crypto since 2016. It was about 2018 when I started writing this idea for a crypto rap album. And so I released it in 2019 and it wasn't until a couple of years later that NFTs blew up and I decided to do this music NFT. And I wanted to connect it to everything I do in the real world with my shows, with my new music and with my future NFT drops, my merchandise. Right. So just create like the ultimate fan VIP experience through the NFT. And so I started having these ideas about a year ago, beginning of 2021, which is when I dropped the crypto rich NFT. And so, 
uh, now after about a year of doing this, we've released a lot of different items. So you can own a common piece of the collection and a trading card, which is just a simple NFT for my album in the form of a trading card, which I was inspired by Pokemon or Yu-Gi-Oh, right? Some of that stuff that I loved as a kid. And then you can own the VIP rare pieces. So I've kind of expanded the collection to have a variety of different items and price points. And based on how rare and how expensive the item is, you're going to get more features. That's awesome. And I think one, one of the conversations uh, I've had recently was about whenever an artist or a company releases NFTs, whether or not their existing fan base even knows what NFTs are, or if they're actually appealing to a new market. And so I'm curious in your experience, would you say that most of your fan base knew what NFTs are and hopped on, or do you think that you picked up some new fans along the way by introducing NFTs and tapping into this whole new market? Yeah, I keep it real on this question. You know, I don't think many of my fans know about NFTs at all. And I've been building my audience in the crypto space and in the Web3 space for a while. You know, Crypto Rich has been out for a few years. So people have seen me doing this. But I think that most of the audience comes in from the NFT space. So it's not really that music fans are very much adopting this overnight. But it is that the NFT collectors are interested in music coming to the space. So that's how I've been successful in music. NFTs is tapping in with the people that are already collecting and already part of an NFT community. And then also onboarding new artists and collectors through the process. But that's been uh, a lot smaller percentage of my collectors have been people that I brought on more are people that were already into NFTs and see what I'm doing and want support. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, You're on OpenSea, Rarible, and now Solana. So I was curious, like, what was the thought process in selecting which blockchains and marketplaces you launched on? Yeah, well, I originally started on Rarible and then OpenSea started blowing up and I wanted my collection to be on OpenSea too. So I figured out how to do a drop over there and actually airdrop some of my OG collectors on Rarible. And that was the first time doing that. And you'll see that's a recurring theme in my project with all my drops is doing these NFT airdrops to people that are holding my NFTs. So then after that, we got on OpenSea and I realized I wanted some common items. So I thought of this idea, a trading card for music. So then the Crypto Rich trading cards came out over on OpenSea. That drop went well. We brought on a lot of new community members. Um, I've also done some other one-of-one drops and really cool rare pieces for the album. And then ultimately, I have this plan to expand my collection. It's going to be multi-chain, right? Multi-platform. So this is a little different for music, I think, because music has so much content and substance behind the NFT. So why not sell your NFT products on different blockchains and different platforms? So I've expanded over to Solana where we had a really big drop on Magic Eden, which I'm really excited about. And then we also have a collection available on Polygon, which is really cool too, because you can use the MetaMask wallet. It's connected to Ethereum and those have the full songs available as collectible NFTs. So those are just inexpensive, fun collectibles where you can hold the whole song in your wallet, uh, but they don't have those VIP features. So the key is that depending on where you collect and what I'm doing on that platform, there's different rarities, there's different utilities, and there's different reasons to get involved. But ultimately, I'm trying to make a lot of different on-ramps for people to get into my community. 
Yeah, I, I think that makes a lot of sense, especially with what you're saying earlier about appealing to the NFT community and recognizing that some of them are sort of schismed between different blockchains. So appealing to everyone. Um, going back to the VIP NFT perks, how how does all that look um, logistically? If, if I were to buy one of the VIP NFTs, how do I redeem my lifetime tickets and exclusive merch? Yeah, so you have to get involved with the community over on our Discord. A lot of stuff right now is about tapping in and make sure you use those features, right? I mean, in order to come to the shows, you have to be where I am. So a lot of times it's about, are you able to make it out to the show? Am I doing a tour in your area? And as time goes on and my career scales up, there's going to be more and more opportunities, right? So by being an NFT holder, you're kind of in it for the long term and you get to be with me as things scale up. So right now it's a lot more about one-on-one experiences, connecting with me. My collectors can set up a call with me anytime. They can DM me, message me, see where I'm going for shows and tours and pop-up events. And a lot has been crypto events and NFT events recently, like where I met you in Miami, right? So people can tap in and see what I'm doing. And if you're a VIP collector, you'll get access to the stuff that I have going on. Um, And in the future, of course, we're going to build out like an automated platform where you go connect your NFTs and you can claim various different things. But right now it's all a process of building and scaling up. So it is very much about like, using stuff like Google Forms or using stuff like connecting your wallet and and the NFT becomes your key to the universe of what I'm building, right? Um, But it's not overly complicated. A lot of this stuff is about me making things happen and providing real life experiences for the people that bought the NFTs. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, And I think a a big topic in the music NFT space um, is the sort of record label deal structure. I know that in one of your promo videos, you mentioned that your first major record label deal was a bit unfavorable. And for someone like me or a lot of our listeners who haven't released our multi-platinum albums, um, I'm not really familiar with what the structure is. So could you walk us through what the typical deal structure is with these major record label deals? Maybe why NFTs are a better pathway for an artist? Yeah, a lot of the times you see these major labels really take advantage of upcoming artists. They take a lot of their ownership. They put the song into the record label machine, which no doubt has value. You know, they can blow up music, but then they take so much of the ownership from the artists and don't reinvest in that artist's future. So I experienced that big time where they gave us a deal and took the majority of our ownership. The song is multi-platinum, is made over $2 million for the label, and we've only seen a really small percentage of that over the last seven years or so. So it takes a long time for these things to pay out and to happen. But ultimately, the problem is that the record labels will take advantage of upcoming artists and then they don't always reinvest in their future either. So that's one of the reasons that I've decided to go independent and focus on NFTs because I see the value in keeping my ownership and becoming like my own record label with my supporters and my community. Gotcha. And so NFTs, again, referencing the promo video, you said that NFTs are the future of creative freedom. Um, I'm curious for, for music artists, how do you see them building more meaningful connections with their fan base and exploring different pathways through NFTs? 
So I think that NFTs are the new way for an artist to sell their work, get funding, build their community, right? And actually find a one-to-one connection with fans. So the reason that NFTs can provide creative freedom is because they actually get you funding for your artwork rather than needing to go through a curator or a middleman or someone else who's going to actually sell your music or your art to the fans. You can go directly to fans one-to-one. And in NFTs, you you don't need a million streams to make $3,000. You know, you could sell three NFTs to the right collectors and make that same $3,000. So it allows you to scale up your community yourself, but also keep that long-term growth potential too. And you get royalties as the NFT collection continues to sell and trade on the secondary markets. So overall, this is going to give artists that financial control and creative freedom in the process to go directly to fans. And that's what I see happening especially in the music space as well. Artists have been really pushing for independent creative control for years now. And this is an important step that brings the value back to music. Definitely. And for any artists out there, what would you recommend that they do to begin educating themselves and learning how to build NFTs and how to sort of tap into this Web3 community? Yeah, there's a lot of different ways. I would say Twitter is your best friend for getting into NFTs and Web3. Also, YouTube University. Let's start there because the basics, you want to go to YouTube and start watching videos about what is going on in NFTs. That's how you can learn a lot of concepts. I think most people like to watch YouTube videos and rather than reading, but of course, you can go read a bunch of different resources too. One thing I've realized is that people need to get inspired before they watch a YouTube video before they read an article, they need to be inspired to really take NFTs, crypto, Web3 seriously. And so with Crypto Rich, I've tried to create a listening experience that brings people in, that makes people think, huh, there might be something going on with crypto. You know, this guy's rapping about it. This guy's bringing in his own story, but telling it through the lens of like how crypto has helped, you know? And so for me, that's what it's always been about. It was about how can I use my platform in music to bring more people People to this future of financial freedom. And that's really my whole goal with Crypto Rich is to build this community and bring people in with crypto. So you're not going to listen to Crypto Rich and become an expert on Ethereum. Of course not. But if I can inspire people to be interested and then maybe they hear my song Ethereum and they go watch a video about what is Ethereum and that sends them on their crypto journey. So it's like, You got to start tapping in and teaching yourself. You need that internal motivation before you can really get deep into crypto, NFTs, and Web3. So after that inspiration comes, it's like YouTube University. It's get on Twitter and talk to the community, get in Twitter spaces. And then, of course, if you want to learn about music NFTs, you can check my resources. You can watch my videos on YouTube, search Dill NFT, and a lot of different results will come up. You can join my community on Discord at dilluminati.com. I host three times weekly Twitter spaces where we talk about music, NFTs. And then I also have a thread on Twitter, which has almost 1200 likes now. So it's helped uh, over a thousand artists learn about music NFTs. So I'm really providing these resources to help people learn about NFTs, specifically for music, since that's what I focus on. But I also help people learn about the NFT space in general every day. Yeah, that's great to hear. And moving to that sort of big picture NFT community, one of the things I love about your project is that it has sort of real utility. 
Um, and I think that's going to become increasingly important in the NFT space as we sort of see this crypto market correction and maybe people aren't seeing as much of a financial opportunity. So what do you, what do you see as the future of NFTs moving forward, not just this year, but maybe the next five, 10 years? Yeah. So I think the utility ideas haven't been fully explored yet. What I do is I make these great ideas, I put them out there and then I'm bringing them to life in real time. So I think a lot of these NFT projects haven't truly explored that utility yet. And also when it comes to music specifically, people are underestimating the value and the relevance of things like Spotify, uh, YouTube, streaming statistics, and numbers in the real world. Because what's going to happen in the future is you're going to have NFTs connected to big songs and big artists and hits that go on the billboard or make it on radio and become viral music videos. And so that's what's going to drive real value for music NFTs in general. So right now, people are kind of focused on collectibles and things that make sense to them in terms of collecting other NFTs like PFPs and one of one art. But I think in the future, the biggest music NFTs are going to be communities around artists and songs and items and NFT collections that are related to these big hit songs. And so I've tried to create that with Crypto Rich. It's like, how can we take Crypto Rich to the biggest music album in the crypto world and then make these songs become hits on the radio, viral music videos, all that stuff. That's what's going to drive massive value for my collectors long term. So the people that are buying into my collection are here because they want to see me go platinum. They want to see me go multi-platinum independently for crypto rich, because imagine how many millions of people are going to be trying to buy into this limited collection when the album's going multi-platinum. So that's kind of of the future that I see. And I believe we're going to see billions of dollars of assets on top of the current music industry. I think it's possible to create a billion dollars in market cap around a single album with NFTs. So for crypto rich, I'm just going to continue growing my community and expanding and try to hit that goal. How can we create a billion dollars of market cap around a single music album? Yeah. And I think that's a great point about the sort of resellability. I don't even know if that's a word um, of these items. Cause in the real world, if you have a celebrity, an artist, whoever it might be, and they give you an autograph, you might struggle to resell that on Amazon or where, wherever it is. Um, and it can still be fraudulent, but with NFTs, at least you can verify that you created the NFT and that they've held it for this long and they can see everything that you've accomplished with the album. Um, so it's, that's all really unique, really cool to see. Um, but yeah, sure. so if anybody listening wants to get involved, follow along, you said Dill NFT on YouTube, how do they yeah. find your Twitter, the discord? Yeah. So if you just search Dill, most places you can find me, uh, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, my handle is at famous Dill. So, but if you just search DYL, I come up in most, most places. So check in there, uh, tap in my discord, which is dilluminati.com. Everyone's welcome to join from the NFT community. We're just continuing to grow over on discord, but mostly I'm tweeting over on my Twitter about all these different things related to music, NFTs and NFTs in general. So you can also join us on Twitter spaces. It's three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, at 6 p.m. Eastern, Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern. I'd uh, love to have you on anytime, Alec. And you can talk about this interview we did and tell people to come check it out. But my, my Twitter spaces are really just a platform for anybody in the community to come learn 
about music NFTs and NFTs in general, ask questions, talk about their updates of what's going on with their projects. So it's really just a community focused room. And then we have the discord to just keep that going 24 seven. Awesome. Dill, thanks so much for coming on. Um, I'm sure everybody will go and check out these Twitter spaces and all these resources you shared. Really appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. Let's get them in. Very excited about the future of NFTs.